this is Mike Dilt with the Relax Back UK show on UK Health Radio, your global real feel-good radio station. On the Relax Back UK show we explore all kinds of health topics, so keep listening and enjoy the ride. Thank you for joining me, Mike Dilk, on this week's Relax Back UK show. Now, many of us can be quite self-critical in all kinds of areas. My first guests are TV presenter Zoe Harbin and motivational speaker Sarah Powell, and they want to help us stop beating ourselves up all the time. I look at my kids every single morning and there they are dressed in, you know, a ballet outfit. One's dressed as Spider-Man, uh, you know, and the other one's got pigtails with glitter on her face. And I'm like, when did I stop doing this? So if we could all get in touch with that fun side of ourselves again, stop being the ones that are sitting and watching the responsible adults and yeah. have more fun like our children do. I think that that would bring out a lot of joy. What with all the political changes in the UK, I thought there might be a vacancy in a brand new post of Minister for Fun. It's possible that this has gone to Zoe's head a little. And you have to listen to our advice because I'm the new Minister of Fun. And obviously, Sarah, she's going to be the number two in command. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, this is this is the only messaging that you need to listen to this morning, guys. After we've looked at some aspects of feeling good, feeling a bit better about ourselves, here's a subject that can be a problem for how teenagers feel. Painful spots, large inflamed spots, infected areas, large cysts, resulting in significant pigmentation, resulting in significant scarring. Acne can be anything from a minor annoyance to quite a problem. So there's some help and advice from Dr. Adil Shiraz. So please do stay with me for a great show. Thank you. The station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things. Make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with Zero Zilch Zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. Being negative too much, being hard on yourself, it can get you down and it can prevent, present, prevent you from achieving. This could be in all kinds of areas, from things as simple as how we look to what others think of us. My guests are TV presenter Zoe Harbin and motivational speaker Sarah Powell. And to start off with, I wanted to know if they did this to themselves as well. So guys, can I ask you, are you guilty? Do you beat yourselves up? And if so, why? Zoe's nodding. Zoe, go first. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've literally spent the last 20 years of my life beating myself up about the way that I look. Um, You know, am I good enough? You know, can I wear this? 
you know, do I look good enough? All of these horrible negative thoughts that come in. I've had this really unhealthy, quite toxic internal monologue going on for a very long time. And it's actually only now that I'm, you know, I've had my kids and I'm reaching the age of 40 that I actually feel more confident in my skin than I ever have done. But it has been a big journey. Um, And I think it's a lot lot of people's battle as well. This is why this research that Two Clothing has done is so interesting because one in five of us feel the same. We struggle to find things that make us feel good and we're struggling with body confidence and body issues and actually we're here today to kind of open up that conversation and try and turn it into a positive all right well what while you while you were uh talking just then i suddenly thought oh goodness i forgot to put the video on because I, I can see, see you. you guys we can so see that, you now the lighting isn't that great but so moving over to sarah what so what brings this on why well, you know why do we do this to ourselves well i think mike it's it's something that for a lot of us is a conversation that we have been having with ourselves for as long as we can remember you know Zoe mentioned 20 years I'm the same for years and years and years I had that incredibly negative self-talk and absolutely um, a toxic relationship with myself and I want to be really clear that it doesn't ever fully go away you know we're all human I know you said at the beginning Mike you know do we do it Absolutely. I've got I fall into comparison. I get FOMO. I have those negative thoughts about myself, of course. But I think it's all about how we manage them. And I think what's really interesting about this survey um, from Two Clothing is that it's not just women. It would be very easy to think women are having all these negative chats about their appearance and about their bodies and body confidence. But actually, if women are speaking to themselves negatively four times a day, men are doing it at least three times a day. So it's no, you know, this is across the board, Mike. We will address that, um, what men think uh, later on, because, you know, I'm a bloke and I've certainly got some thoughts on that. But I mean, I don't really move in 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 the world that you guys do, particularly Zoe. But I'm I'm very keen to ask, right? you know, you've you've done work on TV. How does it work? Do you just turn up wearing what you want or do you get a battery of people suggesting what you should wear and what looks good and like doing your hair before you go on you know yeah. You have to worry about this stuff. It's all taken care of, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really interesting really interesting question, actually. Um, so historically, there would be somebody that you would work with. You would talk to a stylist and say to them, you know, this, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. And then you would go out shopping with them and they would kind of collate a wardrobe for the series. Like, for example, Take Me Out. I did it for three seasons. That was kind of taken care of. Hair and makeup, you turn up. But then you've got, you know, that's all well and good. That's all the aesthetics. Fine. But how are you feeling inside? At that time in my life, I was battling an eating disorder. I was going through real confidence issues and I had to turn up on set and perform in front of however many hundreds of thousands of people that were watching at home. And it was real struggle. So yeah, people were looking at me going, oh, she's had all that done for her. You know, she's had it taken away. But I was going through a whole heap of stuff inside, which I had to keep locked up. And I think that's lots of people's reality, whether you're presenting a TV show or you're standing at home alone in front of your wardrobe, people are going through the same things. And that's why it, it all comes together under one roof. Which kind of touches on this. Sorry, go on, Sarah. No, I was just going to say, Mike, I think it's very easy to look at somebody like Zoe on television or anybody, somebody on Instagram, somebody that we even might know at work. It's very easy to look at them and go, 
well, they've got it all sorted. They are completely happy. They've found all their joy. They've got the most phenomenal life. They've got a lovely wardrobe. They never have insecurities or hang-ups. They never get worried about their appearance. And it's just not true. I, you know, I believed that for years. I thought everybody else was sorted and I'm the only one. I'm the only one who feels bad about herself, who calls herself horrible things. And it's just simply not true. Everybody has this on some level about something. And it's really easy to go, well, no, Sarah, you don't understand. I've got it really badly, but I really do understand. And I, I suppose what that's getting at is it's more than just kind of how we look. It covers everything, you know, our our mental attitudes, you know, how we're doing, do our family like us, do our friends like us, you know, the, a whole gamut, gamut of things. But yeah. let, let me just pick on one uh, detail which, which came in this uh, news release, that adults go through five outfits and that, that's men and women can potentially go through five outfits. Um, I, don't, I, I don't believe it based on my experience. Tell me I'm wrong or right. You, 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 well, what, what do you mean? You're wrong because it does happen. Absolutely it happens. It happens in it households really? acro- across the UK. Oh. How, I mean, you're pulling stuff in your wardrobe, you're trying it on and then, oh, I hate that. And you're flinging it off and then more of the anxiety comes in, creeps in and then this whole chaos happens and it's really hard to control it so yes but really it, it until you fix it in here you could try on 20 outfits and you wouldn't be happy with what you saw because it's all about how you feel yeah i grab what's clean ish <laughs> and we need to it be doesn't more go much further than that <laughs> well Occasionally- i mean Mike, you seem to have cracked it, which is fantastic. But for a lot of people, it really, really, like Zoe said, I've been in that position where my whole wardrobe has been on my bed and I've been really close to bursting into tears at that point because I'm like, I'm running late. I've got to go. I feel I haven't got a thing to wear. I don't feel good. Everybody's going to be looking at me. You know, and once that spiral starts and that sort of negative talk... Absolutely. You know, and that's why I'm really keen to create a wardrobe for myself. And this has taken me years. I'm nearly 40 and I've only just feel like I've, I've sort of started to really crack this. A wardrobe that's easy. So it's got is, is this where I we... say something, Sarah, I don't believe you. Something ah. creepy like that. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. What don't you believe, Mike? What don't you believe? That she's nearly 40. Oh, oh Mike. That, well, that's very kind. And this is a very <laughs> well lit Zoom call. But it's. Um, you know, people do, we, we do, we do really, most people struggle, you know, one in five adults have said they really struggle to find clothes they feel comfortable in. And that's because we're getting distracted by what we should be wearing or the bits of ourselves that we don't like that we're trying to cover up. So it's about finding things that are easy to wear, are comfortable, but will bring you joy. And two clothing have made it really easy. You know, they've created clothes that are fantastically comfortable, really, really easy to throw on, but look great and bring us joy. They're full of, they've got all the colours, they've got all the bold prints, they've got the patterns, it's great. Okay, and so this, and this is for men as well as women? Oh, it's for everybody. I mean, literally, you can take the whole family down to the supermarket, take them down to Sainsbury's, you can go and get your fruit and veg, and then you can, you know, on the next door aisle, you can buy everything that you could possibly want for your summer holiday, because summer's here now, Mike, so let's have some fun. All right, I'm, I'm all for fun, for sure. But just getting slightly serious again, um, this being negative uh, about yourself and, oh, you know, I look terrible in this. Mm. Uh, and, and sort of, de- is, is that more of a symptom? You know, is, is it a symptom of something slightly more important? You know, not being happy with your life. You know, it, actually, it hasn't 
maybe it's got something to do with the clothes you wear and how you look. But then maybe there's something more fundamental, which is actually kind of a problem with a lot of us. I, I know there's lots of other things like loads of people having plastic surgery at the moment. And I, I can't help thinking that this is kind of a symptom of something a bit more fundamental of us, you know, not being at, at the kind of real root. There's something wrong whatever that might be. I don't know. Any thoughts? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so many thoughts. I think probably Sarah and I are des- desperate to kind of uh, tell, tell you what we think around this, but you, you, you're right in many, many, many aspects. I think Mike, that actually there is a sort of deep rooted unhappiness to a lot of people. And that's really, really sad. So yes, we're talking about clothes today, but really we're talking about how we feel about ourselves. And, you know, if you do not, as cheesy as it sounds, if you do not love yourself, how can you love anybody else? How can you love your life? you know the, the real internal battle that we go through every single day day after day day after you know month after month it's really really it's really upsetting and it has to change because people people from the core aren't happy um and what can we do about that well i mean how long have you got well, that's not an easy question is it <laughs> how long have you got yeah but you know well, I, I i think there's a vacancy right at the top of the tree that might help uh you know PM that is possibly coming up. So uh, if you were in charge, Zoe, uh, what would you do to make us all happy? Oh, God. I mean, first off, I'd take us all to Ibiza on an amazing holiday, right? Everyone has to hit the White Isle. You know, let's channel our inner child. Let's have a dance. Let's wear bright colours. You know, at what point did we stop just dancing in the kitchen? I look at my kids every single morning and there they are dressed in, you know, a ballet outfit. One's dressed as Spider-Man, you know, and the other one's got pigtails with glitter on her face. And I'm like, when did I stop doing this? So if we could all get in touch with that fun side of ourselves again, stop being the ones that are sitting and watching the responsible adults and yeah. have more fun like our children do i think that that would bring out a lot of joy in us as a nation all right let, let's put a shout out for whoever is the next prime minister that zoe wants to be minister for fun yes all right we'll, we'll it's have happening, you... Mike. let's start the campaign I, i'm up for it no no problem <laughs> right zoe's going to be minister for fun and uh sarah you can help us with with what to wear now just just back to the what to wear again thing I'm I'm a bit older than you guys. Right? I'm I'm 56, and I I do tend, to, as I said, I just chuck on whatever really is clean. But I think I do dress differently than when I was uh, 20. Have you got any advice? Because you know, every so often you see someone, a, a man or 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 or, or a woman, you think, hmm, you know what? Uh, they're a bit old to be wearing that. Is that just been a bit unkind, or do we need to change how we do things as we get older? can completely understand mike why you know we're, we're sort of told everybody's told that when you get to a certain age you have to start covering things up and you have to start wearing things so it's very understandable that we might have those judgments about other people but that's what they are they that they are judgments that we're having and actually i think what then happens is we start to judge ourselves so as much as we're judging others we start doing it to ourselves as well and so the idea that somebody has to stop wearing something that they genuinely love, that genuinely makes them feel good and has joy because they've reached a certain age is is awful. Like, that's really sad to me. Like, if it's something that genuinely makes them feel good and they love to wear it, 
please wear it because we all need to see that. We all need to see you really owning that part of yourself. And you're absolutely right, Mike. You know, our clothes do change as we get older because we change. We change as people. We grow. We evolve. We want to wear different things. Um, We want to change our hair. We want to, you know, like everything sort of does change. And and, and the moment that we stop changing, we stop evolving. You know, that can be quite often the time that we, we tend to give up. But please don't stop exploring. Don't stop experimenting. Don't stop wearing things because you think, oh, well, I've got to a certain age. At the same time, nobody, you know, we don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. And that's really important. There's no point keep pushing something. Even you, you're like, I don't want to wear this anymore. It, it's not who I am. It's so important to be really clear because that's how you're going to bring the joy into what you're wearing. And also, and also, again, if we can try to stop worrying about what everybody else thinks about ourselves, the only person that really matters in all of this is you. You know, people are always going to say stuff about you to your face, behind your back, on social media. You know what? I think all of that noise has got to be, it's really, really hard. I I find it difficult when people troll me and they say stuff about my appearance and stuff. I think for a second, oh, I'm going to be really upset here. And then I think, who are they even? They'd have no right to comment on my life. You know, if we just blocked all that out, I think we'd be happier full stop. All right. I, I, I tend to agree. Right. So if people are listening to this and thinking, right, I'm going to go on holiday. I'm going to have some fun, as the new Minister of Fun suggests. <laughs> I want to get a few new clothes or just get some ideas. Um, any sort of where, where, where can people have a look? Any good websites or, you know, yeah, where well, for some ideas? Go on, Sarah. No, well, I was just going to say, I think the first thing to do is to think, do you know what? I'm going on holiday. And rather than that starting off from a scary place of, oh, what am I going to wear? How am I going to cover up this thing? What am I going to wear around the pool? Oh, gosh, I don't want to wear swimwear. Let's start from a really positive place. So let's go. I'm going on holiday. How fantastic. I'm not going to go to work. I'm going to be with the people that I absolutely love. I'm going to be in the sunshine. I'm going to be in the pool. I'm going to have margaritas, whatever it looks like for you being on holiday. Okay. so let's start from that really positive place. And then just think, how can I be the most comfortable that I can possibly feel? How can I feel the best? And what does that look like for me? And obviously, as I said before, two clothing have got the most amazing thing. They've got the most incredible size range. And so you can pop in, you can pop in Sainsbury's. Zoe and I love that we can go and we can go and buy a melon and then pop in and buy something fantastic to wear when we go on holiday. Um, but also obviously online as well. It's two.co.uk, which is TU. And you have to listen to our advice because I'm the new minister of fun. And obviously, Sarah, she's going to be the number two in command. So, you know, it's uh, this is this is the only messaging that you need to listen to this morning, guys. I like it. All right. That's perfect. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Zoe and Sarah. Lovely to chat. Mike, thank you. Thank you, Mike. This show is cool. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things, make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with zero zilch zip. Because nothing's better. 
Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. My next guest is Dr. Adil Shiraz, and the topic is uh, acne. Now, when I was at school, I have a memory of my bi- biology teacher, teacher asking us what the biggest organ in the body is. So after a bit of uh, schoolboy sniggering and wrong answers, uh, he told us it was actually the skin. So my first question to Dr. Shiraz was, was he right? He was, yeah. You got a good, good education. He was right, yeah. Okay, so and so, if you were to kind of make a pile of a brain and a heart, and if you could remove all the skin and pile it all up, just just how kind of heavy or big is is like there's because there's a lot of it, isn't there? There is a lot of skin, yeah. So um, we have millions of skin cells, and we shed lots of them throughout the day. Um, actually, a lot of the dust that makes up your house is probably your skin cells. Um, is that really true? Everyone says that, but is that is. one of those sort of no, it's it's it is it is, it is true, and there's a bit of stardust there as well, and you've got cosmic dust as well. But yeah, essentially, a lot of it is dust mites and and skin cells. Absolutely true. So we have, as you say, it's the largest organ in the body. Lots of things can go wrong with it. Um, it is almost often the first thing you will see that uh, on the skin. Of course, something goes wrong. It's visible, um, unlike other organs where you know the the problem often presents quite late on because you can't see what's actually happening. Um, so I think it is important that we deal with it, and it comes a, a, along with its psychosocial burden as well because it's so visible. Yeah. So yeah, I want to. We will talk about acne. That's the main topic. But just yeah. on the skin, for what one more question: What's the most important thing that the skin does for us? So, I mean, there's multiple functions of skin. So protection from external insults, environmental insults, pollutants, um, regulating temperature, preventing water loss, um, essentially a barrier. Um, It's a protective organ, essentially. And it also has a lot to do with immunity, the way our skin protects us, cell from bacteria, viruses, fungi. So it's, it's, you know, the functions of the skin are huge. And we could, you know, do a whole few hours podcast on just the way the skin works. Yeah, right. All right. Maybe we shall have to park that for another day and uh, come back to the, the topic um, of, of today, which which is acne. So kind of everybody knows what acne is and pretty much everyone has suffered from it from some extent. But are, are there different causes for it? Um so the, the basic cause for acne is uh, multifactorial, which means that there are essentially a few different things that will result in somebody forming an acne spot. Now, if we look at the, the basic problem, essentially lies with what's called the pilosebaceous unit. That essentially means pilo is hair follicle, sebaceous is oil. So the hair follicle and its associated oil gland. So every hair follicle in your body has an associated oil gland with it. And that is the basic issue where a spot arises from. And in acne patients, we know that because of a genetic tendency, that hair follicle where it's erupting from essentially or coming out from becomes blocked. And that is a genetic tendency that one tends to inherit. Along with that blockage of that pore, there's increased amounts of oil production And there's also proliferation of a bacteria within that gland. And then a combination of all these factors will then start producing spots. Okay, so part of it is genetic, is it? I hadn't realised that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So the tendency, so it's called keratinization, whereby 
um, excessive cells along the opening of the hair follicle will start to form and they will become very sticky. So they sort of stick together and they block or clog that pore. So that is something that you tend to inherit. So I often in my clinics, when I see young teenagers with acne, I will often ask their parents whether they've had acne. And depending on how bad the parents have had it, it gives me an idea of how bad the teenager may get it. So, of course, there's, it's, it's not a condition which you uh, pass, pass down, down like, like some, some genetic conditions, which, you know, you're almost guaranteed to get. This is more of a tendency. So if a parent or both your parents have it, you're a higher chance of getting it. Right. OK. So as far as teenagers go, um, are girls or, or boys more likely to suffer from acne? So we think that the percentage is roughly equal, but we do know that boys tend to get more severe acne. Um, and we also know that acne tends to persist longer in women. So overall, the percentages in teenagers is about the same, but boys will get it more severe. Boys get it. Is that because they're more revolting and can't be bothered to wash? <laughs> um, no, no, it's not. It's got nothing to do with washing. Um, it's got nothing to do with hygiene. Um, it's probably to do with hormonal imbalances during teenage years and testosterone production. So that's okay. the most likely theory because testosterone plays a, a role in um, acne formation and spot formation, as it does in women, because women also have testosterone. Um, but boys, of course, have high amount, particularly during during puberty. Sure. OK. All right. Before I chat, right, I, I did a quick Google on some bizarre old wives tales and bizarre ways to help Google. So you, you, yeah. I, I'd be fascinated if you could pass comment on some of these. Go um, on. The, the first one I found was toothpaste. Smear a bit of toothpaste on. Yeah, we, we get a lot of that. Um, it does nothing. Um, it may, <laughs> it probably inflames it, makes it a lot worse, and you're probably going to end up with pigmentation and marks. So I suggest you don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, next one I found was yogurt. It, I, I think this was smearing it on as opposed to eating it. I'm sure it was. Um, yogurt, um, again, I mean, there's lots of old wives' tales about yogurts um, and, and milk sort of dairy products being applied to the skin. Um, Cleopatra famously bathed in lactic acid, essentially milk, to uh, improve the skin. And there is some truth in certain lactic acid products improving skin appearance. But I think just putting pure yogurt on your face is probably going to do nothing. You're better off just eating it. Better eating it. OK. Yeah. Um, I, I met my wife, we, actually we were both teenagers when we met, and she always used to refer to her chip spot. If she ate uh, a load of chips, next day she'd have a spot, which she called her chip spot. So is, is, it, is diet much to do with it? It's a very common question. I get this question pretty much from every patient I see in my acne clinic. Um, and you will have patients who swear by the fact that if they have a chocolate bar or if they've had a certain food product, then the next day they will break out in spots. Now, I am convinced that these patients are absolutely telling the truth. Um, however, when you look into the research and when you look into thousands and thousands of patients who have been looked into, no strong link is found. And there is some evidence that certain food products that release sugar into your blood really quickly and those food products are uh, uh, such foods that are called the high glycemic index food products. Anything that releases sugar in your blood quickly may trigger an acne spot. So there is some truth to it. We don't have a strong link. 
And if a patient says to me that their acne breaks out after a particular food product, I tend to believe them. But I do stress that unfortunately there isn't strong evidence and exclusion diets tend not to work for most people. All right. So that, that, that's an interesting one. Uh, ne next one I came across, egg white face mask. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm sure it does nothing. Egg white is essentially albumin, which is a protein. I'm not sure how that would help your skin in terms of acne spots. Um, no, no I, I don't know. I have no idea, but I don't think it will work. Of, of, of all these, the one I came across that seemed to make the most sense um, was stress, actually. And I'm, I'm sure I've experienced that in, in later life, actually, when I've been stressed, maybe getting a few zits. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. So stress, uh, particularly in teenagers, when their exams are coming around, I see a lot of acne, uh, children with uh, acne breakouts. And we do think that stress plays a role. And it's most likely because of the hormone production that you have during stress periods, which then has an impact on your oil gland, um, resulting in the acne breakout. So I definitely think there is something in stress. And we see stress actually causing a flare up of a variety of other skin conditions. So eczema, psoriasis, I find all also um, flare up during stressful periods. So I'm pretty sure that stress does play a role in acne flare ups. Okay. All right. So uh, stay calm during your exams. That's easier said than done, though, probably yep. for most teenagers. All right. So, so you know, we, we, we've chatted about some of these crazy old wives' tales and what have you. But um, acne is, you know, it's pretty horrible when you get it, but it's not going to kill you. But are there any serious effects or long-term effects of acne? So you're right. I mean, it's not going to kill you um, for, for, for pretty much most patients. But there are other issues associated with acne. Um, there, of course, are mental health problems associated with it, psychosocial impacts on your life. Um, but putting that aside, if we just look at the medical uh, problems that it may cause, and then we can, of course, talk about the psychosocial impact as well. The medical impact, um, painful spots, large inflamed spots, infected areas, large cysts, resulting in significant pigmentation, resulting in significant scarring. Now, scarring, of course, is a permanent process, and you will not be able to get rid of a scar once you get one. Uh, it may fade over time, but it will be there. Um, so it's important that acne is treated early and treated correctly with the right medication so that these uh, sequelae, these uh, uh, after effects can be prevented. Okay. And, and presumably your face actually scars badly, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You, I mean, you've probably seen it in some patients who may have had chicken pox um, on the face and you get these indented scars. Um, and particularly, um, we find that scarring, uh, more severe acne tends to affect young men and they can end up with big scars on their face. And it's difficult, of course, to hide. Even in women, makeup tends not to hide them because of the way the light reflects off them. And if you've got an indentation on in your skin, it's just impossible then to really clear it. And of course, there are cosmetic treatments that you could try, but you will not really be able to clear that scar once you've got it. Sure, sure. Okay, well, so what are your suggestions? You know, if a young person or someone who's slightly older because, uh, you know, it, it, you mentioned before it can continue till you're, you know, in your 20s or 30s. Um, what can you do? So I guess the important thing first is to see somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, so either see your GP for, as a first step. Um, and we know in the UK, actually, more than two million people visit their GPs for acne related problems. 
Um, two million, that's a huge number. Um, so I think it, the first step is see your GP or see your dermatologist to get the right treatment plan. Acne comes in different varieties. It comes as different presentations. It can affect your back, your chest, your face. So you need to see the right person to get the right treatment started. The earlier you start treatment, the better chance you'll cure it, the less chance that you'll have a spot or pigmentation or scarring. Yeah, but I mean, you can go to the pharmacy and there's loads of things you can buy, different lotions and potions uh, for acne. Yes, um, there are. That. Is, that, is that a good I mean, as a first step, that seems like a, a, a sensible rather than pestering your GP. I think if you've got, I guess it depends on how your acne is impacting you. I mean, if you've got mild acne, it doesn't bother you too much, then absolutely. I mean, go to your local pharmacy and often pharmacists are actually quite good at giving you advice on what to apply initially. So you can buy products that may contain salicylic acid or may contain benzoyl peroxide, which is a very good acne product. So these two products, benzoyl peroxide, salicylic acid, are good starting points for any mild, mild to moderate, I would say, acne on your face. But right. if you don't see a result within a few weeks, then you probably just want to stop and move on to the next step, which is then seeing your GP, because beyond those products, there isn't much available. Over the what counter. do those products actually do? Are they antibacterial or do they dry things up? What do they yeah, actually they are. do? Yeah, they are. So peroxide is a really good antibacterial product. So it will essentially reduce the bacterial load in the skin and therefore potentially reduce spots. We know it works pretty well. The only issue is it can be really irritating because it can dry your skin. So you need to really start slowly and build up the use um, over time. And again, as I said, if in a few weeks you don't see improvement, then see somebody. Okay. All right. Now you 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 have a, like an online clinic to help people. How does that work? Yeah. So Zapskin um, is an online um, video portal based clinic. Um, we are one of the few, if not the only, really CQC registered. And CQC is an over governing body for various clinics that the UK runs to make sure that they are functioning to the highest level, as you would expect with any face-to-face -face clinic um, we are able to see you virtually through a video portal you can be at home you could be in your office we you are seen by consultant dermatologists who are currently working in the UK who are qualified and trained in the UK and they are able to assess your acne and they are able to put you on the right treatment plan whether it's um, very mild topical treatments or whether it's the right down the bot the, the higher end of the more active treatments like roaccutane or antibiotics we can do it all uh, via an online video consultation and things get delivered to your address so you don't even need to go anywhere to collect anything okay but you can see your patients well enough using the the cameras on a computer can you very good point um that is one thing we took into consideration before we started this and through a video consult, no, you can't see your patients accurately enough. Uh, the video consult more is to develop that rapport with your patient because I think it's important to see your patient and speak with them. The We also ask patients to send us images, which are then vetted to make sure that they are appropriate quality before we can actually assess them through a video consult. So we okay. know that there are, there are a few conditions that you can do virtually. Acne is absolutely one of those conditions that can be done through a video and a, and a picture consult. All right. All right. So look, if people are listening to this and thinking, OK, this sounds like it could be useful for, for me or people in my family, my children, what have you. Uh, where can people get more? Well, two things. 
Uh, more information and help about acne in general. I mean, maybe NH websites or because they're, they're often very good. And also if they want to find out a bit more about your clinic, Zapt, which what's it called? It's Zapt Skin, isn't it? Zapt Skin, yeah. Um, yeah two so, sources then. Yeah. So I guess, look, first of all, you could go to the Zapt Skin website where you've got information on acne, you've got information on treatment, you've got information on all the consultants who may potentially be treating you. So that's one source. Go to Zapt Skin, www.zapt.org.uk and have a look there. Secondly, yes, NHS websites are very good source of information. There's also the British Skin Foundation um, who are also very good and they've got lots of information on acne. So you can go on these websites, get information on acne. It will give you an idea of how bad your acne is. Um, but again, how bad your acne is really dependent on how it makes you feel because you could, you could have a few spots and it makes you feel awful, in which case you need treatment for it. So um, see how bad your acne is, what treatments are available and who can treat you. So go on these websites and have a look. All right, Dr. Suraz, this sounds uh, very useful for people that are uh, suffering. So many thanks. Thank you very much. We're going through a very hot time at the moment with temperatures way above uh, what we might expect at this time of year. So please, listeners, do uh, think about that. Uh, do remember to wear sun, sun cream, wear a hat, and if possible, stay in the shade. Okay, that, that's not always obvious, not always easy, especially if you work outside, but just try and think about these things. And if possible, try not to plan to do too much. Again, that's not always possible if you work outside, but just think about some of the extremes in temperature that we're getting at the moment. What else? Um, my dog, this, this, might be, this is minor in many respects, but my dog gets really worn out in the heat. I try to walk her in the evening when it's a bit cooler. So, you know, be kind to your dog as well. Really don't leave your dog in a hot car or anyone in a hot car because that can that will kill your dog or will kill people don't do that um please do remember if you are an expert in a health related area and you'd like to be on the show or you would just like to suggest a topic you're very welcome to do that please do that the best way to contact me i think is via email my email is mike at relaxbackuk.com Thank you very much to my guests on this week's show, and they were Zoe Hardman and Sarah Powell talking about being a little bit kinder to ourselves and not beating ourselves up so much, and Dr. Anil Shiraz talking about um, acne of um, and how to treat it and just make it a little bit better. And of course, a big thank you to you for listening. Thank you for listening and please do join us again next time.